All right, I am Haggai Davis III, along with Haggai Davis II, and we'd like to welcome you to Tech Gumbo. Our show is a conversation about the past, present, and future of all things technology that we like to keep topical, interesting, and digestible. We want to thank our sponsor, Cardinal Capital, for making this possible. Cardinal Capital connects businesses to capital. It doesn't matter what business that you are in, Cardinal Capital has the resources all across the United States that are willing to help fund organizations of all sizes, life cycles, categories, and locations. Cardinal Capital works with you to craft the best commercial finance package for you to achieve your business goals. Whether you're looking to refinance current debt because of the new government programs and favorable interest rates, or finance new equipment, or maybe you're trying to acquire another business entirely, Cardinal Capital has the resources to make it happen. When lenders cannot do a loan, they seek out Cardinal Capital to help. The Cardinal Capital guys are easy to work with and fun to be around. Contact them today at 225-308-3700 or send them an email at info at cardinalcap.net and they'll be happy to help you with your commercial finance needs. So each week we like to take a listener question. The listener went to our website, techgumbo.net, went over to the question of the week tab and sent us a question. And the question this week was, I get this message. The app you're trying to install isn't a Microsoft verified app. Get verified apps from the Microsoft store. How can I, the listener wants to know, how can I get around this and install an app when I want? So this is a good question. This is ultimately a protection that Microsoft puts in place to make sure that the software that you're getting is authentic, that you're not downloading a spam into your computer accidentally. But if you are someone who is confident, you know what you're getting, you've you've checked it out, you've verified it for yourself, it's really not too hard to do. No, it's pretty quick and easy. You click on the Windows icon, go to your settings, click on apps, then you select the apps and features, and then you choose where to get your apps section. You can either click on anywhere or anywhere, but warn me before installing an app that isn't from the Microsoft Store. Well, if you choose the anywhere, then it's not going to ask you these questions anymore. But if you wanted to say, wait a minute, are you really sure you want to download this app because Microsoft hadn't verified it, then leave it where it gets you the warning. Yeah, I think the warning is a good idea just because you still are the one to ultimately make the decision. But it is always nice to just have that one quick little check of, hey, are you sure? Just a little bit of cybersecurity. We're always in the business of making smarter decisions here. So that is that is our recommended path to take. So thank you for that that question. We will be sending out the Tech Gumbo mug. If you'd like to see that Tech Gumbo mug, go to our website. Conveniently, it's techgumbo.net. And send us your question. We would love to send you that big, beautiful Tech Gumbo mug. Time to move on now to the big story, the continuing, ongoing, never-ending big story, which is all about artificial intelligence. Generative AI continues to just explode in its capabilities. And this week, we are talking about OpenAI's Sora. And so using ChatGPT from OpenAI, which can, you send it text, it gives you text back. You've seen Dolly from OpenAI. You give it text, it gives you pictures. This is Sora. You give it text, it gives you a video. And not just a cartoonish video. 
This is really, really good video. If you go to OpenAI's website and you click on this, learn more about Sori, you can see some of these videos. And, and, and by the way, this is not open to the public yet. This is completely behind the firewall. They are not letting this out into the wild because this thing is way too good. But somebody typed in, show me a picture of a woman walking through Tokyo. And there's an, an Asian woman walking through Tokyo. And she's just one step over another walking along. And you cannot tell that this was an AI generated. It is truly incredible. The progress that has been made. One year ago, AI generated video looked like a mix between a Picasso painting and an acid trip. And today, if you don't have your microscope out, if you don't have your magnifying glass looking for details, you will not find them. This is incredible how good it has gotten and in such a short period of time. And the, as you said, you know, the OpenAI website, you can, the, they have the video of the woman walking through Tokyo, and there's all the screens behind her. There's water on the ground where the light is properly reflected. You know, she is, is moving, and nothing about it trips those sensors in your head that say something's off. That to this point in time, you can say, ah, something just doesn't quite feel right. Maybe it's how the person's moving. Maybe it's the, the light from the shadows. Maybe, you know, you, you feel it before you really know it. This doesn't trip those sensors anymore. One of the reasons they are not releasing this, well, we have a presidential election coming up and God knows how horrible that's going to get as we get closer and closer to the, the real full on election cycle. But they're just, they're very much afraid of what people could and will do. There's, there's on this, this open AI's website, some of the different videos Show us a, the gold rush town in California in the 1800s. So you look at this video and you're thinking, wow, who had a video camera back back then? If you weren't going into it with that question of thinking about what is the source of this video, you would just think that this is a real video, that it, it feels kind of great because it says historical footage. And so it feels kind of grainy. It, it feels the coloring is a little off. And it, it definitely like feels like an old video. But here's it's kind of like a drone-style shot where it's just traveling through this town. It's above a creek, and you see people with horses. And then it, the camera pans at some point in time. And that's if you didn't know that this was fake, you would think that this is real. It's and that's the thing that one of the many, many things which concerns me here is the ways in which this is going to rewrite history. And that's, you know, if you have a book that you're reading from and you picture it all in your head or you watch the video, the video is the thing that you're going to believe. People believe their eyes because that is what they see. And so if you have the video of knights fighting whatever people see those knights doing they're going to think is how it actually was but again these are not sources of knowledge they don't actually know anything and they're going to be wrong in a lot of ways that we just don't understand yet now one of the things open ai is is very very concerned about and they're trying to figure out a way 
that they can put watermarks on these videos that say this is an AI generated video, but yet still not totally destroy the video. Because if you just put AI generated across the bottom, well, if if I'm pretty clever with the way I present my video, I can put a border and cover that. Well, if you put it all across a, a banner across the middle that says AI generated, well, then you've destroyed the video. They're, they're talking about maybe putting it in the metadata so that the file in, inside of the file itself will tell you that it's AI generated. But if you just take a screenshot of it and then you share the screenshot, well, all that data is gone. And so that's what makes this really, really difficult is that we need some foolproof way of guaranteeing that the content that is being generated and produced will be able to be verified as synthetic. And by the way, that word synthetic, get used to it. It is coming. It is going to be everywhere. It is That is the word to describe the pictures or the video or the text, which is created by generative AI. But with, there is no foolproof way to guarantee that something is synthetic or made by humans. And what do we do when we're in the world whenever we can no longer tell the difference? And does it even matter? You had the whole run up to the Super Bowl. You had the Taylor Swift images of her you know, being nude that were completely synthetic. And she had no way to sit there and say, hey, that's not that's that's fake. That's not real. That's not me. That's not my body. But it had her face on it. And so how do you tell people that's that's a fake? That's not real. And how do they believe whether or not it is or not? And the, you have, do they believe, do they want to believe, is another question that's what type of spaces is this going to fill wherever people want it to be real? I, I think we're, we're very much in the space wherever you're in a create your own reality sort of world when it comes to a lot of different facts about the modern day. And so now if all of a sudden it's not just, oh, well, I think this is true oh, I can make a video of what it looks like. That is just going to feel even more real to people, even if they typed the prompt into the thing and they saw the computer make it in front of them. It's going to feel so much more real. And it is impossible to logic someone out of a position they did not logic their way into. And so this is going to radically change our relationship to so many different things. So we've talked in the past several weeks about the Apple Vision Pro and, and Meta's Oculus and, and all of the other virtual reality goggles. You take these, these VR headsets with these really, really amazing videos, and now you're transforming people into what my lifetime has just been science fiction. And now you're not going to know if it's science fiction anymore, if it's real, if you're sitting, are you in your living room? Or are you on the beach in Bora Bora? It, the idea that for most of my life, if you've seen a video, okay, other than a Harry Potter movie, you knew I saw a video that's real. Now you've got a better than 80% chance when this stuff starts coming out that it's not real. And Again, if you're not in the room, if you're not seeing with your own eyes as it's actually happening, did it really happen? But I think the fascinating thing is your use of the word real. I think that 
our understanding of what that word means is going to change and that we are just not ready for the shift in what is coming. And because, oh, you know, do does it have to be quote unquote real in order for it to matter? Let's say that I have my vision pro on it and I, I think I'm sitting on the beach in Bora Bora. But it's an entirely synthetic beach. That's not what the beach in Bora Bora actually look like. Well, if I've never been, I don't know the coastline is shaped differently. I don't know if there's not a tree there. I don't know what the clouds actually look like there. But does it matter? That's what I, I'm told that this is that beach. And even if I do know what the beach actually looks like, and it's I know this isn't actually the beach, does it matter? Everything in me wants to say, yes, I do not want to end up in the world wherever we can no longer distinguish the physical world from the digital world. But it's really, really hard to say that those two aren't merging and fusing and blending in messy and impossible to untangle ways. Before we get to talking about the political implications, let's take something as innocent as sports an instant replay and the referees in a in an NFL football game go and they look in a little box and what if somebody grabbed that video with this AI generated and could move that foot inbounds as opposed to out of bounds and it is a touchdown now as opposed to not being and that wins a Super Bowl is that really that far fetched now of a, what we can be doing with this well, I think we already see alterations happening in, in things like this. So if you watch the Super Bowl live, Alicia Keys' performance, she hit a wrong note at one point in time. If you watch the replay of it on YouTube, they've quote-unquote fixed that. And so we're already in the place wherever people are altering our memory of events to have it be the perfect outcome, regardless of whether or not that's the outcome which physically happened. And so, yeah, whenever you have sports betting on the line and you have lots of money riding on things, then you really start to get some wacky outcomes. And maybe it doesn't even have to be the Super Bowl. What if it's just a local sporting event? Because the Super Bowl, there's so many eyes on it. There's so many people there. There's so many camera angles. It's hard to fudge that. But a D3 basketball match where there is no official footage and it is just, oh, look, I'm here's this footage that I have that I made that I altered. And it's the only actual recorded copy. Whatever people see of that, that's the one they're going to believe because that's the one that they see. And that's the one that's going to feel real. It kind of hurts my head to start going down this really briar patch that's got all the thorns out. Because there's a lot of amazing good things that can come from this, but the amazingly bad things, like a presidential election where you're not going to know in over the next nine months, did Donald Trump really say that? Did Joe Biden really say that? Did Joe Biden, did he really fall? Did Donald Trump really burp on stage? I mean, all of the, the ridiculous things that you could just make people start doing, and you're not going to know. Well, if it's true, if it really happened, and you're going to get both sides of the political aisle ginned up and, and, and so excited because, well, I saw it on video. 
well, you saw a lie. You can't prove it was. Well, and, and the argument is just going to be horrible. And, and I think we're already starting to see this and that it's called the liar's dividend and that Trump has made this argument that a thing that he said, he said, oh, that's not that that was fake. That was that was artificially generated. But it was real. But he was arguing that it was fake. And so that's the thing is that the existence of the thing alone means we now have to doubt whether or not something that is unrelated to it is real or not. And so by its mere existence, we are polluting our information system and our ability to know and to trust. And it has to this point in time, things like Ready Player One, that, that book in that movie from about 10 years or so ago, where they put on the headset and they went into the alternate world. That was just completely fiction. It was easily fiction. And it was, oh, that's that's not a thing that I have to worry about. That's, the, you know, that's as real as Star Wars is. But you're closing in on it rapidly. And we have to start thinking about how are we going to regulate these things? How do we make sure that we end up in the good outcome? How do we make sure that we're able to harness all the good things? Because these technologies could be incredibly positive. They could change the world in so many beneficial ways if we're able to steer them in the right direction. The concern is that we live by rules, by laws, we we have order and when all of that goes out because we don't know if that is really happening did that is that real did he really say that did could she really have done that all of these things question reality and now you're breaking down into this dystopian world where you don't really know what's what anymore and this sounds like we're talking about a science fiction book or a movie that's really, really bad. And I get it because this is alarming. I mean, when when you see Sam Alton in an interview saying, yeah, this stuff scares me, it should scare everybody. And he's the guy creating it. Yeah, that's that's the fascinating thing about this to me is that if you're scared of it, why are you still doing it? There are like three companies in the world that have this capability. It is OpenAI. Microsoft and Google. And there is a very, very large step down before anyone else is capable of doing this. Why do we need to be pushing this technology forward? Why do we need to be at this breakneck pace of all of these things happening? And for me to say that is so strange because for most of my life, I have been a techno optimist. I have loved science fiction. I've loved the promise of the future and have seen only the best in the world and visualized the utopian future. And now to be saying, well, maybe we should put the brakes on this because it feels like we're a little closer to the Terminator than we are to the good place. I don't know. I just I don't want to be saying these things, but I feel like I have to. It's it's alarming. And. Yes, you're going to have somebody like Sam Altman say, it needs to be us creating because we know how to control it. We we can unplug it when we have to. If it gets too bad, we just turn it off. As opposed to the bad guys, if the bad guys were out there creating it, Lord knows how bad it could get is just not a really good argument I want to have. It's an arms race. You're describing an arms race. And no one wins an arms race. There is a reason why we intentionally try and defuse them because 
whoever can build the most powerful weapon, they're going to win, but the destruction that is wrought in their path is not a place that we want to be. And we want to thank General Informatics for sponsoring our show. General Informatics is an information technology firm with a mission. And that mission is to make our clients even more successful through the best use of technology. Based in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, General Informatics is a premier IT managed services provider delivering exceptional managed IT solutions to a diverse base of customers from Texas to the Carolinas. From the beginning, we have maintained our commitment to meeting the growing needs of our clients through the continuous use of innovation. With over 20 years of experience and a team of 120 plus employees, including technicians, engineers, programmers, and designers, GI has evolved to become the leading IT partner of businesses, schools, and government agencies. Our managed services teams can run your digital infrastructure or support your team on an on-demand basis, letting you focus on your business's strength. This has become a proven formula. So proven that 98% of our clients continue to do business with us year after year. Whether you need new IT services, new technology, or you just have a question, visit us on the web at geninf.com. And if you enjoyed our show today, we're here on Talk 107.3 FM every Saturday at 4, and the show will rerun Sunday at 4. If you missed any part of our show, or you would like to hear any of the previous episodes, check out our podcast which is available on most every platform, including Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, TuneIn, Stitcher, Podcast Attic, Overcast, Player FM, and more. And when you're there, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified every time a new episode is posted. If you like our show, if you have some suggestions or want to submit a question, let us know by visiting our website, techgumbo.net. Thank you for listening to Tech Gumbo.